Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 28, Navigating Karma and Destiny. I am so excited to you to pick your brains on this topic. I feel like it's something that you're very passionate about and I feel like we've only spoken about it between the two of us, like on a very beginner entry level so far so I'm so excited to hear you speak on this yeah I'm excited to deep dive on this topic with you Em and our listeners but before we do just a little cosmic update upcoming we have a full moon in the sign of Capricorn so this is working with the Vedic sidereal system awesome so Capricorn is that energy of um, responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's really motivated, stubborn, rebellious, ambitious, and reliable. So mm-hmm. it is pictured as the goat. Yeah. So you know how the goat manages to get up to these high cliffs because yeah. just that persistence and determination. So yeah. that is the overall Capricorn essence yeah cool I wanted to jump straight in and ask because I am a Capricorn sun in the Vedic system yes how does this full moon impact me and is it a special one because it is in my sun sign yes yeah so for you and this is highlighting your 11th house because mm. that is actually where your sun is placed yeah, cool. and that 11th house is all to do with your hopes and your dreams and your wishes for the future mm. your network um so your friends your like humanitarianism mm. like interests and things like that mm-hmm. so for you on this full moon because full moons are typically a time that we release mm-hmm. um and it's all to do with endings as well so yeah, cool. for you looking at that area of your life and seeing what needs a bit of a restructure Mm -hmm. what needs to be let go of in that regard so especially when it comes to your hopes and dreams for the future yeah what does that structure of getting to those goals look like are there outdated ones like Mm -hmm. how can you create um a a framework yeah cool watch this space i'll get back to you on the full moon (laughs) (laughs) sorry so karma tell us everything (laughs) so i wanted to start off with what karma is Mm. and i i want to go into the vedic astrology perspective as Mm. well because vedic astrology is really the study of karma Mm. so that is why it is one of those topics that i i really love um so first of all karma in sanskrit 
and Sanskrit is the most ancient language that there is. Um, It means action or work. So when we think about karma, it is that concept of, you know, um, everything, all our activity creates karma. Mm -hmm. So really every action. And how it is related to Vedic astrology is karma is attached to the idea of reincarnation. Mm. So that ongoing cycle of birth and death. Mm -hmm. And they say that this is conditioned by karma. So really linking our past and our future experiences with reincarnation. Mm. So the whole theory behind reincarnation is that the spirit, or if you want to refer to it as the soul, Mm -hmm. um, survives death and is reborn into a new body Mm -hmm. um, or it can be even non-human. But that's like on a deeper level. And so that that is why um, Vedic astrology is based on the belief of karma. So it is believed that the soul has to wait for the exact constellation of stars mm. before it takes birth in this world. Yeah, so, okay. which is really fascinating because that's why we say our natal chart, our birth chart, mm. is really our soul map, and yeah. that carries like our karmas within it. Yeah. Okay. So the life that we that our soul is living this lifetime is based on our karma from the previous. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with that whole concept, I want to make this empowering mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know you can think of that and be like, well, oh in- dear, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do in my past life? <laughs> yeah, it feels really, really heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole theory that it can be, you know, carried over from one life to the next. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it can be affecting our current life and mm. potentially our future lives as well. Mm-hmm. So the karma that we are creating every day potentially impacting on um, our future lives. But I really want to believe that this is my last round. So yeah. <laughs> heading for what we call is um, moksha, which is final liberation, mm-hmm. um, which we can transcend and, you know, break free of the karmic loop cycle. Yeah, cool. So that is the ultimate goal. And that is why someone would really want to understand the depths of their karma mm-hmm. and really look at it from a lens of not having any judgment mm-hmm. and... Um, not having any fear around it because mm. attaching to fear mm. in itself is going to create more karma. Yeah. So it's really distancing ourselves from that but still having awareness. Mm. Um, so that whole theory that all actions are creating karma, um, it's believed that the intention behind the action affects the karma. So if the actions are unintentional or they don't have that bad intent um, or don't have they don't have that same karmic influence. Yeah, okay. Um, so that is kind of the general law behind karma. So yeah. you can also look at it as cause and effect. So mm-hmm. really the whole the whole theory behind karma is really for us to take that full responsibility and accountability for our lives. And understanding that every action has that equal reaction and mm-hmm. consequence of 
you know, what what has occurred. So it's that saying, you know, what we sow, we will eventually reap. Yeah. You know, that other saying, you know, what you say about another will be said about you. Yes. It's all um all those um those ripple effects. Mm-hmm. Um so it gives us that responsibility of consciously um being in the present moment and being conscious of and mindful of what we're thinking and what we're saying and what we're doing. Um, so just how we can be intentional. So the intention and the impact of our actions ultimately. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the more conscious and the more connected that we are, mm. the quicker this law is to react. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you experience this, M, but like I can immediately see the correlation mm. <laughs> after now. Mm. Um and that is being in tune to, yes, your actions. Mm. But if you know if you know that you're creating karma, you can see it a lot quicker mm. and it allows you to adjust quicker. Yeah, it okay. allows you to, um, you know, apologise or, you know, catch yourself rather than, you know, keep that ripple effect going, going on. Mm. And so the whole theory is, you know, the whole saying, whatever you put out into the universe is going to come back to you. Mm. So it's this, it's what the law of karma is one of the 12 spiritual laws. So um, the universal laws that govern, um, you know, are supposed to govern us. So that is, you know, one of those laws that we're bound to. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not really, it's not meant to be a punishment, mm. but it's, it's there for us. So, we can learn to be our highest potential, like a higher self. Mm. So us being able to have that law allows us to, you know, mitigate doing harmful action as well because mm. we know that there's going to be a consequence. Yeah. And, yes, it might not be straight away, but it's just like we know that karma has been created and, yeah. yes, we can take steps to um, rectify it. And so when it comes to astrology and how Vedic astrology, you know, works in with karma, like I said, the whole our whole um, Vedic chart shows our karma and it shows periods of our life, which we've spoken about before called Dasha periods. Yes. So Dasha periods are kind of like chapters of our life that are ruled by, well, not ruled by, but are governed by and influenced by a particular planet. Yeah. So depending on which planet it is, where the planet is placed, Mm -hmm. and if it's happy where it's placed in your chart, this can really show and we can start to understand when we're going to have a more easeful time in our life Mm. and where it might be a little bit more challenging. Like a Saturn Dasha, for instance. We'll have to direct our listeners back to that episode on Saturn Returns. (laughs) Yes, and so this can help us to understand and kind of mitigate. So in um, Vedic astrology, there's this saying, um, forewarned is forearmed. So Mm. really like allowing yourself to have those tools in your toolkit and Mm. understand um, just so you can navigate um, that karmic time really gracefully because the planets are seen as the keepers of time Mm -hmm. and because karma is connected to time, Mm -hmm. when those planets get into alignment, they're acting out the karma Mm -hmm. and they're acting this karma out 
for our soul evolution. So even though some of these times will be challenging, there's always going to be that growth from it. Yeah. So ultimately, that is what we want. It's yeah. about this spiritual quest and for us to always be evolving into like our, you know, our full, our full soul self. Yeah. Um, so that is the predictive element and how Vedic astrology really works with the concept of karma. Mm-hmm. And I think um, this can be, like we touched on, it can be fearful when you're starting to talk about the concepts of karma because it kind of feels that you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know, what's what's the point? I've kind of got these karmic forces set out in front of me. Yeah. But um, the way that the Vedic texts look at it, there's different types of karma and this is a really in-depth subject, so I'm just going to go over, you know, a lot of the introductory kind of concepts around this. Mm. But what I want to speak to is that there is um, a strong karma, so more of a fixed karma, then a more like of a medium karma, if you're going to say, and then the karma that we're creating right now with our thoughts and our actions and that last karma is something that we can directly control. Mm-hmm. So we can control our reactions yeah. and our thoughts and, and yeah, what, what we're saying. Mm. So this is definitely in part of our control and this is something that when we're mindful and have awareness around it, we can be impacting our life right now, creating our life right now and also our future, you know, our future self as well. So when it comes to the fixed karma, so the karma that is kind of set in motion and we can see it in the Vedic chart Mm -hmm. and the more and more that I look into um, Vedic charts, Mm. the more that I see it is this predestination, Mm. like there's set things that Mm. are turning on the wheel. And for that, that fixed karma, it's kind of like, in this incarnation, you are born into a particular family group. You have, um, you know, physical and emotional characteristics that you have that is mm-hmm. fixed karma that you can't change. Yeah. And so that is something that we, that is on the, you know, that is fixed. We can't change that. Mm. And then that medium karma is in our life areas of like our relationships, our career, um, children, Things like that is more of a a medium karma that we can have some aspect and influence over. We might have some challenging aspects in our life around these areas. Yes. And so when it comes to looking at looking at that, so how do we know if we're experiencing karma? Mm. So how do we know if something that we're going through is related to our karma. Mm. And that's when it comes back to really being present and mindful and understanding. And how we can do that is if you think about your life and if there's any themes that keep coming up, Mm. so if it's anything that you feel heavy in relation to, if there's old patterns, if you're seen to get in the same type of... um, relationships or the same type of 
jobs or the same types of themes, Mm. that is a really good indication that it's like a karmic and it keeps presenting itself so you can choose how you react. Yes. Mm. So you're always going to get that Mm. opportunity to, you know, change to not to fix. I don't want to say fix, but to modify how you're reacting to it. Yeah. Okay. And so like I think the biggest one for me, Emma, is really that I think a lot of people can relate to is a karmic relationship. Mm. And a karmic relationship is one of those relationships where it's really all-consuming and it's extremely difficult to maintain. Mm. And there's a lot of um, break up, get back together, yeah. um, really... Um, usually really passionate Mm. but really emotionally draining and you know those type of relationships typically don't tend to last or not I'm not meant to last but Mm. they're there to transform you to teach you and then for you to get out (laughs) yeah I was gonna say it sounds like a lesson (laughs) yes yes and the really challenging thing about those uh, relationships is just it's hard to to break out of. Yeah. Um, but this is why this awareness is is really key. Um, but I want to speak about some tools that we can we can use to like overcome these these patterns that we get stuck in. Yes, please <laughs> help us. <laughs> um. So in yeah, if we look at the remedies, then. Um, some really great ways that we can start to navigate and work with our karma and transcend it. And, you know, even though we cannot control these karmic events, like you said, and we can control our reactions to them. Mm-hmm. And that is going to, you know, really change the trajectory mm-hmm. of, of, you know, where we're heading. So a really good focus is on service. Mm. So really creating these kind of like positive credits by creating that good karma through our service. Mm. So um, giving to others um, and, yeah, having your life where you're giving back to your community, to your family is going to, you know, feel really good but also it's going to help clear that karmic debt Mm. um having awareness so being conscious of your actions like we said so your words or your thoughts every action no matter how um, small it is it's associated with an effect so focus on doing no harm that's the whole like buddhist philosophy Mm. so working through our days and having that at the back of our mind and remembering that even our unspoken thoughts can create this karmic ripple of cause and effect. Mm. And so we can start seeing how important it is to be so conscious. Yeah. And being conscious and present. Absolutely. And so, and you and I talk about this a lot, but the meditation as being Mm. really important because why is it important? Because it's quietening our mind and it's creating more space in our mind between the next thought. Yeah. So if we can slow that process down, then Mm. it's the less monitoring that we need to do. Yeah. And you can see how that lengthens 
how we have to impact our karma because if we're not thinking as many thoughts then there's not so many that we have to correct or you know really you know be aware of but also I guess there's an element there of like regaining control of our thoughts as well and then deciding how we think because we are in charge of our own thoughts but it's difficult when as you said there's no space in our mind we can very often get caught up in in those thoughts and let them go off on tangents and spirals and yeah yeah and before we know it Mm. yeah like what if we what if we create it Yeah, yeah 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 definitely um and then a big one as well um and I think this can be a little bit triggering um is forgiveness because I understand that um and a lot of my clients will say yes Tara I get the concept of karma uh, something really traumatic to me happened in my life and I'm struggling with forgiveness. And yes, that is very challenging. Yeah. It's it's part of um, this spiritual, um, the lessons that we're learning on that mm. really deep level. So I'm always, you know, looking through it, the lens of okay how can we alchemize this pain yeah how can we alchemize it to extract the gold and then use that what you've gained um how that has impacted you how it has changed you let's focus on any of the positive elements from that and Mm. like amplify them and use this as like a springboard so focusing on forgiveness is a really big one because bad karma really feeds off resentment so when Mm. we're creating those heavy vibrations of resentment you know not only is that bad for our body Mm. um but it's also you know for from this karmic journey is yeah it's it's not helping us Mm. so it is only being a disservice for you yeah so that is really important to work on so this is why, you know, when it comes to the full moon, mm. we're always working with forgiveness as a release in that area of your life because it's that opportunity every month to consciously focus on, okay, what is an area of my life that I need to give someone forgiveness in? Yeah. What do I need to forgive myself for? And it's just taking that space to um, to think about that is important. Mm. Mm. Um, so when we forgive it is detaching so from that you know from anger bitterness frustration that is what we harbor um, internally so again like how important that is to release from our body Mm. so when we this is why it's important to really think about our karma and really think about how we can resolve it Um, and this is what a lot of my work is around that's why I'm so passionate about it because I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> I wish I could see Tara's face right now. <laughs> um, but this ties into gratitude as well. And I sort of see mm. this as um, that similar vibration. So having gratitude, um, kind of welcoming in the karma, I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not easy, but we can re- learn to um, control our reactive process. Mm. And that is... You know, as we're on this um, path, we're beginning to understand those karmic tests and you'll be able to see them when you start being in the present moment, you'll be able to see them. You're like, oh, yeah, 
this is mm. a test. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, and and be in practice. Um, so controlling your reactions, catching yourself when you start to have that negative reaction mm. and catching yourself in that moment so you can neutralize the karma and then acknowledging yourself as well once mm. you have. Just mm. be like, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm working through this. Yeah. Another really um, great tool, M, is energy work and through, you know, self-healing and whatever modality you are drawn to. Mm. So I feel like what has worked really well for me is um, quantum hypnosis. Yeah. So I, I've done that, but it could look like Reiki. It mm. could look like, um, you know, if it's breath work, um, anything that is energetically is going to clean that energy field and is going to really sever ties to old agreements and old mm. soul contracts. Mm-hmm. And I feel this is really important. I don't think it gets talked about enough, but we have these contracts that we have with other people, other other souls, other spirits. Mm. And so really releasing when that time is done, yeah. like letting those contracts go. I've done some really powerful work around that, a um, past karmic relationship that I was having such a problem Mm. letting go of. Mm. I did this um, cord cutting Mm. um, exercise Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and releasing that. And it was such a powerful, powerful practice of releasing that karmic, you know, um, our our contract is done. We don't need to continue this like literally ripping up the piece of paper yeah um so if that interests you the the higher energetic vibrations working with those Mm. is going to help process the karma and release it because it's connected with more of our subtle body Mm. um our energetic body so really trying to i guess reduce that karmic burden our kind of like a karmic footprint that we have yeah okay and then the other thing that I wanted to mention, M, and I know that you um, have studied this, is mm. flower essences. Mm, mm-hmm. And I don't think this is talked about, but flower essences are incredibly powerful, especially when it comes to releasing karmic energetic patterns. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah, flower essences and gem essences as well. Mm. Flower essences have that um, concentrated area of life force because they are the flower mm. and it's really potent in um, interacting with our subtle body and our chakras. Mm. And I notice a lot of the karma work, we can usually locate it to a chakra that's blocked. Interesting. And then yeah. that's, you know ultimately that blockage can you know, go on to create disease or illness and things yeah. like that. So um, clearing our chakras and that ties back into the energy work yeah. is is really um, important to do. So if you haven't done that before, really um, doing a meditation either on the chakras, yeah. clearing them every morning yeah. is a really powerful practice. And then the other tools that I want to suggest are we've mentioned meditation and how important that is to help us overcome our karma mm. because we're getting in control of our mind and our, our thought process. Mm. So this 
Um, I can't stress enough how important meditation is. And there's so many different types of meditation. So if you've tried one type and it hasn't really worked for you, I just try a different type. Um, So what I'm working with at the moment is Vedic meditation, Mm. which is a mantra that Mm. is um, repeated in the mind Mm -hmm. um, over and over. Mm -hmm. And I'm really loving that. That's that's really um, a beautiful um, way to meditate for me at the moment. But there's also, you know, just listening to your breath. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, walking meditation. Yes, meditation. <laughs> Guided meditation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So many. So those are really beautiful tools to use. Mm. And the other really beautiful remedy is um, sound. So sound healing, mm-hmm. so neutralizing your karma um, through the use of sound as well. So this is why in Vedic astrology we work a lot with mantras yeah. um, because the mantras are connected to our chakras mm. and they energetically kind of reset and, um, yeah, impact our, you know, our subtle body. Mm. So those are really the areas to, to really work with if you're wanting to develop and, and spiritually progress because I, I feel this whole journey that we're on mm. is, is a lot bigger than, you know, just going to work, yeah. Yeah. coming home. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a, there's a bigger picture mm. um, and that's why I love Vedic astrology because it really zooms out and shows us the bigger picture of our life, yeah. um, you know, f- from our relationships to, um, yeah, just the opportunities that come into our life. And this is really about, and this is why we want to talk about this, Emma, it's about empowering mm. your life, mm. um, empowering you to live your best life. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my take on karma. That was amazing and so empowering. And I think we hear, you know, the word karma thrown around so much and so often, but with such a little understanding of what it actually is and how it actually works and how it shows up in our life. And as you said, how we can take our power back and deal with and work with our karma as opposed to feeling, like you said earlier, like it's this foreboding, fearful thing that we need to watch out for. And I think, as always, it kind of comes back to the common themes that we see so often on this podcast where it really is about building consciousness and self-awareness and creating that space. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I love that sum up. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) And it just... It actually makes me feel a bit better because, you know, mm. sometimes in my in my life, like I try like so I so hard, yeah, and like sometimes I just won't get the results, yeah. And I see, um, you know, say for like my husband, and he'll like have to put a little bit of effort in, and like the result is massive, yeah. and it just makes you realize that there's more there's more at play here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think there is comfort in that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah, so my husband would be like, yes, you know, you should you should listen to what I have to say because 
um, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, it's just because you've got good karma. <laughs> so I kind of like throw it back on you. <laughs> Yes, but I hope um, this, you know, gave you a little bit of insight into, you know, what karma is and how you can work with it. And like Mm. Em said, I hope this really empowers you to, yeah, just consciously create your reality and Mm. being mindful in the present moment and, yeah, expanding spiritually because we're looking after ourselves in all the other ways and sometimes we forget, like, what we need to... Um, focus on for our, our spiritual growth yeah absolutely thank you so much for that tea that was so so interesting and i think so empowering and i'm really excited for our listeners to take some of this on board thanks em and thank you witches for listening as always you can find us on socials we are at witches being witches on instagram and you can come and join our facebook coven we are wbw coven on facebook thanks for listening fellow witch Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. And kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.